The Return of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead, bud. The Night of the Living Dead. There we go. Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so we're starting out, right? And, uh, you know, we see a brother and a sister on a car ride. And they're, you know, they're going some back and forth. And it just turns out to be like daylight savings end or daylight savings time. Beginning a, a step they sprung spring forward. Because she was saying, or he was saying he didn't get now. He enough got screwed sleep. out of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they're arguing about it like, why do we have to drive up here every year? This is Johnny. He's the brother. He's the driver. Who's got the coolest gloves? The coolest driving gloves. Fuck yeah, dude. They're like... I mean, you can't see because black and white, but you assume that those are like brown leather gloves, but they have th those orthopedic like, uh... anyway, they just look dope. They look like what a New York taxi driver would drive in the late 60s, you know, um, and uh, he's bitching like, why do we have to come up here every year? I, I don't even care anymore. And in the original, it's the father. We'll talk about the remake at the very end because th there's some stuff to throw in there. Uh, just because just the alternate ending. But we're focusing on the original 68. The good one. They're both good. We'll get into it later. The original's better. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. The remake, I don't I don't give it as high as this. So uh, they're driving up, and Barbara, is, who is the sister, is like, you know, it's our one tradition. Mom really loves it. You know, we got to do it. And apparently it's a three-hour drive from where they live. And to Johnny, it just seems like an inconvenience. Like, we do this every year, and we just stay here for 10 minutes, put down a rosary, and leave. It's like, what's the point? You know, and she's Says like... we remember. I don't. <laughs> exactly. And and the mother really wants it. Now, what would you say age they are? Late 20s? I would say... Uh, mid 20s? He's, he's probably mid 20s. I mean, it's that thing where, like, people in the past look older. Older, but yeah. I would say he's mid 20s. They didn't have vitamins. Like, yeah, she's like just 20 or something you know what's funny is after i shave my beard and everything else dude it's like i look like 15 years younger <laughs> um just a baby i'm just a baby but one damn be a lie and uh you know and she's like why don't you even go to church and he goes it's pointless i mean yeah no point in me going to church yeah exactly so um they go to the grave and johnny's being more of a cocksmith now I mean, you would think if he drove three hours, make the most of it, but he's really being a kind of a cock. He's like, you know, we buy the same goddamn cross with the flowers every single year. They I wonder probably how just, many times we bought the same one. The same one, right? <laughs> and 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 he's like, you know, I bet you the caretaker comes, polishes it up, puts more flowers on it, and sells it for the same amount because yep. they always disappear every single year. It's not like they keep them. And she's like, that's why there's caretakers. Oh, good timing with that. So at the, this point, we see this guy, and he kind of like shumbles on over, and he says exactly those lines, right? And they're coming he, to get you, Barbara. Exactly, and he kind of grabs her a little bit, and then Johnny grabs this guy. Now this guy is just looks like a a drunk or a fentanyl guy, you know? He just looks like a home. Just kind of strung out and scraggly looking. Yeah, but he's got like a gaunt look to him. You know, like like he looks like he's underweight for his jaw and his... And anyway. Slightly emaciated, yeah. Yeah, emaciated. That's a good word. Uh, and then he grabs Johnny 
and they get in the worst tussle you've ever seen. Like if that dude would have grabbed me, I would have fucking had him in a in a headlock takedown into a dragon sleeper in seconds. Oh, well, they didn't have WWF back in the day, man. So he didn't know how to swanton bomb this guy. I'm exactly. Sorry. Well, I wouldn't have swanton bomb this guy because that's putting yourself at risk. I would use my own leverage. So they kind of would have hit his head. They kind of get into it, and uh, we don't know what this guy is. Obviously, we know now looking back as a zombie, but they kind of get into it a little bit. They t- they have a, a tussle, if you will. And Johnny's head hits the corner. And even today, the it looked it evil makes. because... Well, also because it's on the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, ooh. Yeah, just the way his head hits it and it just goes limp. I'm like, ooh, that looks, that looks bad. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he cracks his head on, on like, the corner, right? And then uh, after that, Barbara's, you know, got her arm around that one large tombstone that everyone goes and recreates that photo in the graveyard. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. And then she runs to the car. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, the car is locked and, and he, she doesn't have the keys. He's got the keys. The car is open, but he has the keys. keys. Yeah, exactly. So then she start running off and this dude's chasing her. Now he's chasing her at a pace where you could outrun him. But she's not like Team 1000 running. She's like running, stumbles, looks back, running, stumbles, look back. Well, she ran in heels and grass this and is gravel, true. fell, broke her heels, uh, her heel shoes, not her actual heels, broke her you know, heel shoes, and then uh, started running barefoot, which if you haven't run barefoot on gravel? All the time. Sucks. Don't no, recommend no, it. No, 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 nope, dude. I got hobbit feet. You got them hooves. No, I got I got the double knuckle toes, and also I always walk on my toes. That's why I have to wear boots because I have weak ankles because I have a high up butt, <laughs> kind of like an African American gentleman who plays NBA. Oh, shit happens, dude. So she makes way to this like farmhouse. It's kind of beat up. It's got a flat roof, and it's like an. It's not dilapidated, but you could tell it's just like a bunch of good old boys live there. Or yeah, it's, a, it's rural. It's rural. It's rural. To the point that it has its own gas pump mm-hmm. that she runs by. Now, this guy's following her. She does a whole 360 around the whole thing, thinking like she could lose him, and then says, fuck it, and she runs in, if I'm not mistaken. If I, if I miss something, I wrote down notes, but you know, I'm trying to have a conversation without reading. You know what I mean? And um, so anyway, as the zombie's chasing after her, he like gets to what I thought was a clothesline. And you go, no, that's the phone line. That's why the phone stopped working. Yeah, because when she she finally gets in, right? And she goes, she grabs a chef's knife, and uh, which is my favorite. I mean, look, dude, if you look at the goddamn fucking symbol of this, it's a chef's knife. It's because it's what Michael used... It's my favorite. Well, I love the K-Bar the most, but this is my second favorite. Actually, I like the Buck the most. And then a K-Bar and then a Chef. How would you grade your serial killer weapons? Let's just go on this real quick. I mean, if I'm going off, you know, classic, you know, knives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to be, oh, which Halloween was that where he had the big Bowie knife? The big Bowie knife? And it was a Halloween? Yeah. Oh fuck, man! I don't. He had the was really, that the curse of Michael Myers? It might be. It wasn't like the first two, but there was one where he had like he had the big Bowie with the brass back. I think that was the curse of Michael Myers. That one was cool. Not the best Halloween movie, but definitely his best knife. 
I love the good old-fashioned chef's knife. You know, like with the three dots in the in the in the uh, pommel, with the full tang. Oh yeah, just a great. And you hold it like reverse style. If you're really cool, you hold it straight. You know, in the left hand. That's when you're really fucking around. I do love the K bar. K bar is a great weapon, but that's more like predator and shit like that. Yeah, usually you know? it's guys who know what they're doing with it. You know. Yeah, that, th- those are more action movies where you see guys with K bars and ballast. But you gotta like admit, that. there's something about the Buck 1911 in the Scream knife. You know. Oh, uh, isn't that the one ten? The Buck one ten? Oh, it might be a one ten. I'm sorry. There's the one ten, the one fifteen. I'm not sure. I don't know Buck that well. But, so the, yeah. the one I have is the 115. That's the shorter version of the Scream Knife. Okay, yeah. But there's something about, I think it's the curve at the end, like kind of like that circumcision-like look to it. <laughs> or the shark fin look to it. Clip. Yeah, Clip and, and, and the g- blood groove is like fuller. Yeah, and it looks so good. But um, So that's probably my favorite. The only thing is like, there's something about a chef's knife that's so perfect because any serial killer could walk into any house and there's their, their weapon of, of choice. Or our protagonist can run into any house and True. she can grab something to defend herself. But let's be honest, the protagonist needs to grab a shotgun and a chainsaw. Those are the weapons. If I'm in a horror movie, I need a ch- shotgun and a chainsaw. That's your zombie combo? <clears throat> no, zombie combo would be... The traditional zombie combo is a 9mm pistol, typically a Beretta, and a 12-gauge shotgun. Well, that's if you're Resident Evil status. Right, but that's the classic <coughs> zombie combo. Okay. All right, we're okay. We're playing a zombie role-playing game. Character starter, okay? You get one knife, and you get one firearm. What are you choosing? Ooh, 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 ooh. Remember, ooh. this is a role-playing game. Like, you get to choose one, you know, two. Two is all you get. Two. Okay, if I'm getting one, one gun, one knife. Ooh, for the knife, I'm gonna have to go with a kukri style knife, preferably the cold steel kukri, Gurkha kukri. Because nice you big. like the curve, because yep. it can get, get the beheading. It can okay. chop. All right, it's All right. choppy. I'm with it. Yep. And then if I only get one, I don't want to have to worry about. Remember, this is zombie. Yep. Zombie only. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to worry about, you know... Actually, extra- shit, not knife. I say melee weapon. Sorry, l- let me take that back. Gun and melee. I'm going to stick with the kukri. Okay. Yep. And then if I'm going with, you know, gun, I, I can't knock the 12-gauge shotgun. Versatile, I don't have to worry about extra mags. I mean, always be reloading, but... What kind? Are we going pump? Are we going full auto? I'm, Are we I'm- going street sweep? I'm going with a regular pump Mossberg 500. Good choice. It's an excellent choice. <laughs> going, I'm going double barrel, and here's why. Ooh, that's capacity, my guy. Yeah, but no fail to fire. Easy Pump's to clean. Reliable. Yeah, but you can get a jam. You can't get a jam in a breakaway. Breakaway shotgun, you're never going to jam. You're never going to jam with, with a pump. That's why I picked the pump. But eh, Pump, you could jam. Good. You could jam with the pump. Haven't had it happen to me yet, but we'll see. Okay, fine. I changed it. I want a Thaka then, just to be different. Do it. Okay, going to Thaka. Then for melee, I'm going old school 
Louisville Slugger. Because you could take out their legs. A wood one? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Aluminium versus wood? Aluminium gives you way more reverse shock on on the on the elbows. It won't crack on you though. No, it won't. Not an old an old school real toasted. I have one. I can let you hold it. There's no way that shit's cracking. I'm not talking about a, a modern day. I'm talking about an old school Louisville Slugger. Okay. Yeah. That's toasted. That wood. That's what they use. Those those motherfuckers don't crack. They crack nowadays because people are throwing fucking 102 fastballs. And they don't toast them like they do because they go through. I think in the, they, I saw some statistic in a modern game they go through per team like fifty bats or more. Sometimes if someone hits a home God run, damn. they go replace the bat because <laughs> compromised. Yep, that's why I was thinking wood. I'm like, mm, let's break my guy. No, they don't because and they, abs- dude, I'm going for the back of the knee. I'm going for the back of the knee and then a bash to the head, and then run back of the knee, bash to the head. See, with the cookery, problem is, you know what would be a good weapon, though? A scythe? Because you could just mow. <laughs> if it's sharp enough. I don't know if I got the back muscles for that, swinging that thing around yeah, all day. Yeah, you're right. You might throw out your back and go, ah, and then you'd have to use a fucker for a cane. Chainsaw <laughs> is great, but I don't know if you've ever used a two-stroke garden weapon. Uh, sometimes it'll choke on you, and you go, come on, you fucker. Yeah. And you flood the fucking thing. And that's not under pressure. That's you trying to do chores on a Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> that's not what that's zombies not, coming Exactly. At you. That's not what zombies. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, that's what I'm going for on that one. Um, and then uh, on top of that, just the sweep to the right to the left and then to the left down, like in full motion. I think I would get it like, like how golfers get a stroke and just like sweep, bam, sweep. Bam, you know. Changing Plus, you could use the bat as like a pushback, you know. And then, if you want to get cre- uh, uh, creative later, you could always duct tape like shit to it. But I would never do that. I always think it's dumb in zombie movies when people do that because what about if it gets stuck in them? Then you have to, you know, pull it out. You know, I'm gonna have to go back to one of my old videos here and reference one of those. Did you see my TikTok video where someone's like, you know, what are you don't have TikTok? Okay, whatever. Somebody here promote your TikTok right now that we're talking about. H1N1 zombies on TikTok. Watch it or don't. I don't care. So, but somebody made a video and they were like, hey, what are you going to build during the zombie apocalypse? And it was some actual blacksmith. Like, I want to throw my two cents in here. I built a zombie weapon, Zombie Slayer 9000. What? Yeah. It's a trailer hitch with a three quarter inch coupling. A short 18-inch section, a three-quarter-inch pipe, and a butt cap. Interesting. Yeah, it's a make-your-own mace. <laughs> and you can make it with any parts you can find at a hardware store. I'm saying Louisville Slugger, old school, real toasted. Nowadays, you're going to spend a lot of money for it. Luckily, when I uh, uh, bought this house, my grandfather had one made for him from the 70s. Dude, this thing is hard as fuck. There's no way... A bodybuilder could snap this in that. I don't. I think maybe Brock Lesnar could snap it over his knee. Besides that, it. You know what else would be great? We'll see how many. We'll see how many zombies that gets through though. Zombie Slayer Nine Thousand is just going to keep swinging. Wood bat's going to give on you at some point. <sighs> not if I wrap it in duct tape and just insulate the shit out of it. Because remember, I'm not looking for piercing damage. 
I'm looking for no. knocking out your knees from front to back. Blunt force trauma. And then running. Because I don't need to kill a zombie. I seem to make them really slow, and I'll curb stomp, and I'll go, Good night, motherfucker! <laughs> and and Seth Rollins, all, in fact, I'll even pose afterward. You're going to do the Seth Rollins stomp? Fuck yeah. <laughs> in fact, I would, I would even go, You can't see me, and do like a five-knuckle shovel. I mean... <laughs> Dude, if zombies attack, on the elbow if zombies dies. attack, I would use that weapon to knock out their mandible, so they're no longer bitey. And I would do, I would power bomb a zombie. <laughs> power. I will power. I would. I would use wrestling shit. I would. I would use a ladder and just move it back and forth. And not, dude, I can't. Oh, if only zombies attack, dude. I. I'm gonna the, go all ECW. On the dude, zombies. I would. I would suplex city a zombie, and and. You know, because if I if this happens, I'd, I'd have a bunch of friends, and we'd all kill zombies together, and I'd be like, "Dude, let's wrestle a zombie," and we tie him up and shit, and like make it so his claw. We duct tape his hands and duct tape his mouth, and we just have like wrestling. Be like, "What, bitch? A zombie I, fight? I'm going. gonna go extreme!" And people go, "EC Dub, EC Dub," and we do like flaming table matches versus zombies. Oh, yeah. I, we have I, we have very different plans. No, zombie apocalypse happens. You know, it's like it's like, whoa, what are we gonna use? We're we gonna use a bat, we're we gonna use a kukri. It's like, no, I'm gonna use my running shoes, thank you. Yeah, my new balances. I'm gonna use those and I'm gonna leave. Ooh. Especially if it's a Romero style zombie. Exactly. If they're doing the slow zombie shuffle, you know, if they're busy doing thriller, I'm just gonna You know another great weapon away. that no one thinks about is a good pair of Doc Martin steel toes. Because not only could you use it like because they're steel toe, mm-hmm. but you could actually grab one and use it as a club because it's leather and it's got a big piece of metal on the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could t- and tie one to your like, like your and put your hand in it and just use it as a as a almost like a cat's claw. It's kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> trying to. Well, I don't know. I know you, you can't see the arm motion. I don't. I'm doing, I, I don't know if you ever had your stepbrother kicking your ass and you grabbed a boot and beat him with it, but it, it, it is pretty effective. Anyway, getting back to the movie. Oh, yeah. We're talking about movies. So, um, at I this point, right, the the phones are dead. She has, like, the key, and then we see Ben, who's our our second protagonist, right? Kind of takes over as protagonist. Right. At this yeah, point. he kind of does, and he's investigating the house, and he's looking for a gas key, you know, and he grabs her and he's like, girl, what's, go-? you know, like, where are you? Da, 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 this and that. Is this your house? And everything else, right? And she's all shell-shocked. Yeah, she's you know? just reverted to an infantile state. She's just, you know, she's just completely shelled in and just, and if I mean, she's there for a good few minutes while he's trying to figure out what's going on, trying to assess the oh, situation. Oh, more than that, yeah. And then she's, what's happening? And he's just, oh, fuck it. No, talks. she doesn't even say anything for a minute. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Is she... She's just in there. What I mean yeah. by a minute, like seven or ten minutes, she barely said. I think she says one word. Um, he's he comes in. He goes, "Is this your house? Do you know where the key is?" Try and the then phone. he starts looking out the window, and he goes, "There's two of them out there. But there's actually three, but he doesn't know about the one that was chasing her." So he goes out. He's got a tire iron, and it's one of the spike tire irons. You know, back in the day, um, cars had hubcaps. And you would have a tire iron. It, it would be at a uh, 90 degree angle. So you would have the long and it would come to like a sharp kind of like 
uh, a crowbar kind of thing to pop up the tire iron, then you would use pop off the hubcap. Yeah, yeah hu- uh, sorry, a hubcap. I apologize. And then you would put your foot on it in order to loosen it and then you'd put the bolts inside the hubcap that's actually what it was made for also because it was aesthetically non-pleasing because a lot of those cars had a lot of chromium and you wanted it to match the bumper back and front uh and the um the license plate and also to the uh window wipers there's chromium on a lot of those cars lots of chrome lots of chrome and the reason why is because it didn't rust and it was you know it was sharp looking so uh, he's got that, and he attacks two, you know, two of the three zombies. He doesn't know about the third, right? Uh, so anyway, after that, Ben kills two of them, sneaks back into the house, and uh, the third one sneaks in, but he brains them. And, and this is our first ever zombie kill where we see through the brain. And you even said you saw the uh, Go ahead. I saw the eyes twitching. Uh, when he told Barbara not to look at it. But also, this is also the first time we get a zombie moaning where it's doing that. Mm. Yeah. The other ones were really silent, even when they were struggling and he was kicking their ass. Yeah, they don't make any noise. They didn't make any noise, which is almost creepier. Well, it kind of makes sense that they don't make noise because even in Resident Evil, they didn't remember you just hear them shuffle because they don't breathe in. So why would they breathe out? They would still, uh, when they came at you, though. Well, yeah. what I mean in general to go, uh, yeah. unless it comes from the stomach or Which your diaphragm, yeah. it would come from your lungs like, uh, but then from your stomach goes, because uh, it has nothing to do with your, well, it has something to do with your lungs, but barely. It'd be what you call a death rattle. So then Ben drags in uh, the zombie outside, you know, and he's got it uh, on the uh, uh, carpet. He lights it on fire. And then Ben and Barb, they start, like, boarding up the place. You know, he's trying to keep her sane. She also took away the one upstairs, right? No, not yet. Not oh, yet. Okay. Not yet. So uh, then um, Barbara sees a music box and and fucks with it because you said she's in an infile, infantile state, right? hmm So she's, like, hung up on that for a second. So Ben starts boarding up the place kind of. Not really boarding up, but just kind of looking out the windows and kind of like d- discerning the situation. And he's telling his backstory, right? So as he's doing this, he starts, and I thought this was brilliant. He starts disassembling like this old dining room oak table. Now, you got to remember, this was in 68. Those tables probably were 10, maybe more years old. Those were made out of solid wood. This is not your Amazon Basics or Ikea Get a table. They're not made out of MDF. No, these things were board. These things were like three inches or plus thick, you know. And those those things could probably withstand. What what would you say? Seven hundred pounds, easy. Probably have four or five people stand on them. Oh yeah, you have four or five people probably dancing on them. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying this has like almost, especially with those legs and how they were screwed in and not just like, yeah. Probably tacked. <laughs> this this actually could probably withstand somebody falling from fifty feet and a good and idea. land on it. It would be fine. Yeah, it was a good idea to grab those legs and use them for bonking. Brilliant, brilliant. So he takes them apart and uh, uh, take he flips the table upside down, takes off the legs. He's going to use them as clubs or something. You know, very very smart, right? And then Barbara finally speaks and she's 
having a panic attack. And she's talking about like Johnny and how they got there. Right. And Ben's kind of selfish in this way because he told his story and his story involves like he was at a diner and there was a fuel truck and all these things were attacking it. And the fuel truck caught on fire and he said it was like a a, a, a fireball just like on wheels and everything else. But when she starts to talk, he he gets kind of upset and he's like, you got to calm down, girl. And then she starts really freaking out going, we got to go get Johnny, my brother, you know, because she starts talking about him. So then he grabs her and he goes, girl, come on. And she slaps him. And then he hits back. World star. Dude. Close he, fist. He, dude. Uh, he knocks her the fuck down, right? I was like, ah, okay. He did. Hopefully he pulled the punch a little bit. But man, he, that was a closed fist. So then he brings up. Uh, sorry. Then he finds a radio. It's an old Zenith. Now, fun fact. I actually had. I didn't have it, but I grew up. My mother, my stepdad, they had this in their house when I lived in Vacaville. It's an old Zenith uh, radio, and it has the globe-looking turn dial, and it's got all these, like, white little buttons on this, like, beautiful ash oak uh, wood. Really sleek 1950 style. Yeah, and the thing weighed like 250 pounds. Oh, at least. At least. And uh, even ours barely worked at the time. But these were like beautiful sets of fun- uh, furniture. You got to remember, back in the day, people sat around the campfire, or not campfire, the fireplace and had a radio and that was their main entertainment. And so it was a piece of furniture. It wasn't like just like your phone device or whatnot. Anyway, so they turn it on. You got to remember Barbara and Johnny turn on the radio and they go, oh, it's not working for whatever reason. But now we actually hear it because at the end when Johnny was about to leave the previously in the uh, film, um, he's like, oh, I guess it wasn't our radio. It was the radio station because they go like, station. we're rocking. Uh, yeah, so you figured out our technical difference. And then he turns it off right before everything, right? Had they sat in the car for maybe 20 more seconds, they would have found out what was going on. Yeah. So uh, they're sitting there listening to it, you know, and um, I wanted to bring up War of the Worlds. Here's why. It's called Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. War of the Worlds. I think if I were to go back in time, I would tell George A. Romero, dude, you need to make this because there's a lot of good broadcasts about what's going on. I think it would be really great. I think it would have been really great as a promotional thing to air this as there is actually an attack. No, no. <laughs> why? 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 Because of the mayhem that got caused by War of the Worlds when that happened. You had people just offing themselves because they thought aliens were showing up and killing people. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, let's <laughs> it's not called do Darwinism, dude. Uh, <laughs> let's, I just think it would have been really great. I, I don't think they would have allowed it. I think they put things in place to make sure okay. that didn't happen. Okay, how about this? How about this? All right, I'll agree with you. What about if they would have done this? As a special edition for all the DVDs or whatnot, if they would have had just a podcast of all of the the radio kind of combined. But combined, but also like extended, so we get to... Yeah, yeah. So make it like an hour-long, you know, add into it kind of thing. I would love that. That would be my favorite thing ever. Yes. 
you know, I mean, shit, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just take all the dialogue and just do it as a broadcast. That'd be kind of cool. Um, so anyway, after that, and I got like a lot of nostalgia from this after watching, because not only have I not seen this movie in 10 years, no, less than that, probably about eight years. I remember playing concert and we played this in the background at a Halloween show, but I think it was like in 2016 or 2017. Really? That long? Yeah, I know. Dude, My there's God. so many movies to watch. And when I started getting into this podcast, when I really buckled down and doing it, I've been watching three or four, recently five movies a week. I used to usually only watch one a week, maybe two. Yeah, I could tell you the last time I watched this movie. The last time I watched this movie was October 31st at midnight. Every nice. year for the last, I don't know how many years. So what I do is I do, because I grew up in this minute tradition since I was 11, I watch all the Twilight Zones marathons because they used to do it on, on Halloween night. No, no, sorry. That's New Year's. I apologize. New there, Year's Eve. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that's not right. No, Halloween, I, I usually, God, for a while I was watching The Crow and then just movies that take place in Halloween. But on this... I had no really regular schedule, but there was a point where I used to watch this weekly, at least bi-weekly when I was in my teens. So, but here's the thing that brought me back. He lights a fire, right? Does Ben. And I was, it reminded me of, did you ever play this game? Friday 13th on NES? <laughs> that game was hard. I just remember oh, being super yeah. hard. Yeah. Well, all NES games were hard, but, uh, it reminds me of you feel safe when you light a fire. You know, it's comforting. And in the, in the game, the NES game, if you lit a fire, Jason couldn't come at you for whatever reason. But he uses it to have a fire source at all times, also warm the house. And we don't know if the lights are on or lights are off because we don't know how it's filmed. I think we're supposed to think the lights are off. The lights are on. Because there is that scene uh, later on where the lights, the power goes off and everything goes dark. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I didn't even think about that. So then um, after that, he makes a makeshift torch out of um, one of the legs. One of the legs. And he lights one of the awesome comfy chairs on fire, right? It did look like a comfy chair. I'm like, why, why, why the chair? Well, he throws it outside. So he kind of has the idea that fire will scare anything, which it does. I mean, alien, look at that. And uh, he finds a Winchester. Sean! You know that Winchester's deactivated. I fucking knew it. No. But dogs still can't look up. Yeah, no. Finds the Winchester 3030 lever action. Classic cowboy gun, gun that one last. And he's got tons. Like, there's a small box, and they have about, what, what, three racks? Three racks of rounds. Yeah, it looked like three boxes of rounds, and those are usually, what, 20 rounds each? So Just, yeah, yeah, rounds. yeah. 20 yeah. or 24. Because usually it's like a dozen per side. I don't have a lot of 30-30. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, it could be I'm, 20, 24, yes. Yeah, I'm like just that. saying all, all uh, whenever I buy boxes, for whatever reason, I buy 12-12s. It just seems like that's a thing. Shotguns, obviously, are different. Every, uh, anyway, yeah. going back to it. So um, he finds that, and he tries to comfort her. He's like, you know, uh, I got... You know, I, I I got rounds. We got food. We got warmth. We got we got the doors boarded up because he finds like a, a screwdriver. And you mentioned something about screwdriver and the hammer. Oh yeah, uh, there's a game I play called Project Zomboid, which is a uh, zombie survival game set in 1991. In this in uh, 
Louisville, Kentucky, and it's just this giant map. But it's funny because he gets a uh, a screwdriver and a hammer and a bunch of nails, and he's trying to board it up. To to disassemble doors in Project Zomboid, you need a hammer and a screwdriver. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's where they got this from. And rewatching the movie, it's like, I okay, they Project Zomboid took took a lot from this movie. But yeah, most if you, definitely. If you haven't played Project Zomboid, get on Steam, go play so it. So I've been playing just recently because someone talked me into it. Seven Days to Die, and it's kind of it's based off this movie, definitely. In fact, the same tools you need to be able to do stuff right. And uh, the game's impossible to play by yourself. But Project first, Zomboid's the same way. There's no end game. It's just how long. It's are you just how long survive. you exactly. Yeah. And once you die, you're dead. You know, kind of thing. Yep, permadeath. Yeah, it's permadeath. Um. If you re-enter the group, you start out with nothing, but you have mm-hmm. like kind of your combat level, like your ability to run or whatever. But if you die, it's kind of it's basically permadeath. And oh no, you, Project Zomboid, you lose everything. Like if you want your stuff back, you have to go back and try and find your no, you shambling corpse. Yeah, and take all of your no, stuff from on, it. On this one, you can't even do that. You have to have a friend do it. Oh no! Like you can come back with a new character. But to get your stuff back, you gotta go kill your zombie. Yeah, this is about this. This is about the same thing. The only difference is if you do kill yourself, you'll or sorry, if you do die, you'll wake up at a different place and it'll be miles away. Like it's a full day jog to get back to your friends. So it's basically start a new character. Hmm. Anyway, um, this is when we see the jump scare zombie, and uh, he takes her away. Did we talk about the jump scare zombie? No, we, we did. didn't. We didn't. We did. Okay. okay. Well, so, uh, let's talk about it. Okay, so in the beginning, Barbara wakes up and she sees a, 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 a eaten corpse, and it's the scariest victim, not only in this movie, but since Evil Dead, I will say this is the scariest effect where you just see a zombie going, or not a zombie, but like a corpse. And she looks perfect, but her face is totally eaten off, and all you see is eyeballs. And it zooms right in on her, and you see brains, eyeballs, and teeth, and it's just a quick flash, but it's enough to make you go, oh, God. Yeah, and you even said it's one of the first jump scares ever, and I go, yeah, besides the birds, I think this might be the first jump scare ever. So um, anyway, he drags her out, uh, he being Ben, but when he does, he wraps her in a carpet, but there is a continuity error where we do see her actual face. Our first little oopsie. So right now we're going to enter Mr. Cooper and Tom. They're hiding in the basement, but I have to take a piss. So take over the show for a second, will you? I will. So uh, the first oops that we saw was um, actually that was the second one. The first oops that we saw was uh, when he goes outside to light the chair on fire. You can tell all the zombies are standing still and they're told kind of like action. And then they all start taking a step forward at the same time. It's really quick. You don't notice it, but you can tell they're at a standstill. And then take a step forward. Um, that was that, that was that was the first um, oops. The second one, uh, the one with the jump scare zombie, you know, that we see at the end. Um, when when you get that initial jump scare, it's just brains and teeth, and it it it's horrifying to look at. But um, later, when he goes upstairs to remove the body and starts pulling her on the carpet, you can tell he's kind of holding the carpet funny to kind of cover her face up, but. As he rounds the corner, you can see that her face is fine. There's nothing wrong. So that was the only other error that we really saw in the movie. So uh, that definitely affected 
my score when I gave it a 97. It's like the two points I'm taking off for that, the other one because, you know, there's a little bit of cheese. So that's why I came to that. God, are you done yet? What? I'm sorry, dude. I drank a lot of beer from Caps and Cork. Caps and Cork at 21 Rancho Square. Remember, if you're sick of fentanyl from Vallejo and Homeless and you're sick of wine from uh, Napa, California, remember to go to Caps and Cork where they have the most microbrews you could ever find. Remember, buy nine, get one for one penny. Um, They're really nice over there. They are. God, I, I walked in. He's like, hey, what are you looking for? I was like, oh, uh, Knife Party Podcast sent me. And he's like, oh. As everyone should say. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what are you looking for? And I told him, I'm like, I kind of want, you know, something like uh, this. And he's like, oh, here. And he picked like six out for me to try. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And so far, they've all been really good. They're all really good. So I've, yeah. I've never, ever been disappointed with Caps and Cork. They, no. They're very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. They're great guys. Very professional. And, uh, you know. Stefan's really good DM. Just saying. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, we, we talked about the continuity error. I while you have were... to bring this up. I was going to bring it up when we were watching, and I, I was going to say it for the podcast, and I will. Uh, we talked about Resident Evil for a second. Mm-hmm. The first zombie in Resident Evil, to this day, creeps me out, even though it's pixelated and it's PlayStation 1 graphics. Do you know why? No. Enlighten me. Two things. Remember we talked about left versus right and mirror imaging and everything else? Yeah, yeah. You so, said that on one of your podcasts. So here's a thing. Um, in art, uh, an artist told me this. If you think your drawing's really good, put it up to a light and turn it upside down so you could see through it. And if it looks off, that means you didn't go, do a good job. But here's the thing. Your brain automatically knows. If you see a picture of yourself, like a Polaroid. That's not what you look like. It's n- that is actually what you look oh, right, like. Yeah. Your mirror image. Mirror, that's why a lot of people don't like the way they look in pictures. Be yeah, it's because you're used to seeing yourself in a mirror. Now, same thing with that's what you call a fractal. That's the actual word is called fractal. So if you ever see your, if you ever go to a casino, they always mirrors on the on the uh, elevators and a mirror in the front and the mirror in the back. You could see what you call a fractal, where you see like different, 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 different. If you look mm-hmm. at it the right, now each one's different because there's no such thing as uh, sol- uh, solidarity or absolution. Each one of those is going to be a little bit off, like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, right? So, <coughs> excuse me. There's a weird thing where if you film a movie and the hero will always turn to the right. But the villain will always turn to the left because the left eye creeps people out, but the right eye doesn't. Did you know this? This is a psychologically proven thing. It's probably because most people are right eye dominant. Yes. Hmm. Um, I'm left eye dominant, which is weird. If you actually see my face, my left side is bigger than my right side. Uh, anyway, doesn't mean I'm special. Just that's the, the way I my zygote hit the sperm or whatever. (laughs) And uh, each of our eyes are a different size. It just depends. And it actually uh, has to do with your hand dominancy. If you're sinister or if you're right handed, right? Um, Now in the first Resident Evil game, that pixelated form turns to its left. It does. And here's one thing. And it was one of the first things I ever did this besides Mortal Kombat. That eyeball that looks at you, that's a real cadaver's eyeball. 
you. Probably didn't know that, did you? No, it's just pixelated and grainy. Relook at it. Now, no, I don't want to. The corpse <laughs> of the first that that first jump scare zombie that's or the girl that's face is eating, mm-hmm. she is on her left-hand side, right? So she's looking at where her left eyeball staring at you, and I think it's a sheep's eyeball. I think it's the one staring at you. The other one's kind of gone or looking down. It's kind of down out of yeah. the socket. Yeah, it's not. But the one that's staring at you is lidless, and it's staring at you, and it's the left eyeball. Eesh. If you were to flip that around, it's not as creepy. It's because it's left to right, not right to left. Pretty sure it's creepy because there's a eyeball hanging out of its socket. Well, that <laughs> no, I'm telling you, if you see it, see it flip the other way, it's not as scary. Because I did see a version of this um, on YouTube, like not recently, but it was like a review of it or 10 things you didn't know or whatever. And the image was flipped. And the image was flipped. And I was like, it's not that scary. And then when you go, first jump scare, and I was writing something down, I look up and I go, shit. And it it still got me to this day, you know, and it's the reason why is it's flipped. Hmm. Left always scares people. Now, I'm not talking about politics here. I'm talking about like imagery. Left imagery freaks you out more than right imagery. That's why the hero in most movies will be coming from left to right, kind of like a fighting scene in a video, you know, like the old video games, the Mm beat-em-ups. Whenever you go right to left, it weirds you out, doesn't it? Or like when you play Mortal Kombat, if you're on the left-hand side, you have more of a chance to win. Did you know that? Yep. Statistically speaking. yeah. Yeah, if you go right to left, it's harder. Yeah, player two is always a disadvantage. Exactly. So there you go. Pretty interesting, isn't it? A little bit. So uh, did you cover Mr. Cooper and Tom? No, I put a pause because I know you want to talk about Mr. Cooper. I know know you love Harry, so (sighs) you got some things to say about him. I love Harry Pussy. So uh, enter what? Why? Why? So the next morning when you're pulling stuff from your teeth, you get to remember the good times. So Mr. Cooper and Tom, they're hiding in the basement the whole time, right? So Cooper's family's all down there. uh, Cooper and Ben kind of get into it, right? So um, zombies are attacking through the window, and and they start attacking, and Cooper is like, fuck this, and he cowers in his basement. Now, little to us known that his family's down there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. so enter in Tom's girlfriend, right? And and uh, Tom's girlfriend. We haven't heard her name yet, so we'll get on that in a minute. So uh, Ben lights a Winston cigarette. By the way, everyone in this movie smokes Winston's. And uh, then anyway, as uh, Mr. Cooper goes downstairs, we actually see his kid who's sick. She's been bitten. We learn about this later. Cooper uh, relates to the actions of what's going down upstairs, right? His wife gets pissed. And I love that she gave him just so much attitude, and he—you could tell—he's not. De- she's not demasculating him, though. No, but she is definitely just you know keeping him keeping him in check. Because the whole time he was upstairs, you know, he's taking you know orders from you know a younger black man. But that's which not in 1968, probably not you know not used not to the, that. That's not the reason why she's mad then, at him. No, but I'm just saying that happened and he's pissed off about it. So well, he goes he's downstairs. He's pissed off about it. And then his wife is still she starts giving him shit. <laughs> well, she gives him the riot act cuz she goes, "They have a radio and they have a weapon and they have food and, and you, you trapped us down here." Exactly. Yeah. Um now they do have medical supplies down there, so, you know, 
And to the point, if that would have been a hatch seller, it would have been the correct idea. But a door seller, nah. I mean, it still turned out to be the right idea. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the actual attic would have been the right idea. This isn't the remake. They don't have an attic in this one. True. But an addict is always smarter to go into because the only way to get someone out of act is burn down the house yeah. because you're not going to be able to get to it. This happens in 30 Days of Night. This happens in um, Return of Living Dead. This happens in a lot of movies. You go to the attic with a string pole, dude, there's almost no way to get in there. Nope. Because your weight, you don't even need to bard it. You just have someone s- sit on it. It's like, you ain't getting in, dude. The hinges... Open inward, not outward, asshole. But I'm not, cellar, not you. I yeah. mean, in general. But the cellar door they had was actually pretty functional. But it's still a door. It's still a door. But it's the one door they could barricade, which was you know the Harry's whole point. Yes. Now my my house is pretty zombie proof. I have a a door there with a board lock. I have three doors there inside the house, and I have two doors there. This so, yeah, is probably you, the most zombie-proof room ever. Yeah, so if you took the the board, the board, locks off those and put them on that door with a board and put another board on it, that's what they had in that Dude, cellar. That, look at how thick that shit is. That's like a 780. That's about a six-inch door right there with a board. Thick. Yes, thick. With three Cs. Exactly. And that one is probably about... Four inches thick, and then I have three doors over that. This would be the perfect zombie room. And we could do a podcast during the apocalypse. And you got a radio in here. I do. <laughs> and some movies. We could like wait it out, you know? Plus, but, I, I have like, I don't know. But much like Helen said, you know, if they have a radio, we should go up. We should go up, right? So uh anyway, he's he's upset because, you know, Ben goes. You'll be boss down there. I'm boss up here. But if you want to come up here, you got to listen to me. And he's like, fuck off, you know, kind of thing. And But after a while, she's like, if they have a radio, I want to go up and listen. And then. Oh, no, it wasn't the radio. It was the it television. Was the it's like, you know. Yeah, because they found a Tom, t- television Tom, yeah. up on the second floor. Yeah, Tom does his, his Boy Scouty, uh, Mr. Cooper. So then he has to send down for collateral Julie, who's his girlfriend. Judy. Judy, yeah, and that Judy, sorry, I, I wrote down Julie. Uh, she has to go down to watch the kid because it's sick. They come up, and they're watching it, and now we get our famous scene. The dead, the recently dead, are coming back to life. And they start talking about this Venus probe that might have some, some radiation. They're just kind of given like some kind of explanation for the dead coming back to life. They don't even know. Here's MacGuffin. Yes. Um, it, yeah, it is. It's MacGuffin's rifle or, uh, or is it MacGuffin's cat? I don't know. No, that's Schrodinger. You're thinking, no, the MacGuffin, the thing that, the, the thing that makes the plot go. Whatever. Oh, yeah. the golden suitcase. Whatever. Yes. So here on the night party, we always say the golden suitcase. And the reason why is because everyone loves Pulp Fiction and the whole plot line is around the golden suitcase. Yeah. So I always say the golden suitcase because people know that right away. When you say the golden suitcase, they go, oh, oh, yeah, everyone wants the fucking golden suitcase from Pulp Fiction. So so the golden suitcase in this is uh, cosmic radiation yeah, from Venus. That we know of. We, we're not 100% sure. So there's a lot of back and forth, and they're watching this TV, right? And uh, 
scientists agree, the doctors agree, and the general was like, hey, let's not say anything yet. There'll be a report later this afternoon. Exactly. So, anyway, they devise a plan, and they're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make some Molotovs. There's a truck out there. They start talking about, like, how did you get here? Like, why did you get here? Like, you know, what do we do? And they all start working for the first time as a team. And they're like, all right, Mr. Cooper, you're cooperating now. Awesome. What did you see downstairs? And they go, oh, well, there's some mason jars and some kerosene. They're like, great. We'll make some Molotovs. There's a truck out there. And Ben can't handle it. He goes, uh, you know, I... I drove the truck, it ran out of gas. I don't, you know, it was hard to drive. Now, Tim knows how to drive that truck because he's a good old boy, you know. Country boy. Yeah. And he's like, I can drive it. And they're like, all right, well, we got to keep everyone safe. We got an injured girl because they find out about the daughter. And he's like, okay, so Tim and I will go, we'll gas up the truck, right? And then Cooper will go upstairs and he'll fire down some of these Molotovs. And it's a good idea. Until Judy. Fucking Judy, dude. Judy decides to call an audible. At the at, last moment. No, as the play is play already is going. Fucking, they're already leaving. And instead of being a badass and saving the day, she stalls them. Mm-hmm. And, and there's ends already- up getting Tom oh. killed. So, well, to well, be wait, fair, Tom oh, probably would have got himself killed. I don't know. Maybe not. So they have the keys, or at least they think they have the keys to the whole place right they go to the pump station they get the car there uh they start now judy's like come on i want to join and then now ben has the ben has to tell her be like too late get in the car they already closed the door behind you go and and at this point it's he has to fight off the zombies now they don't know about the the head damage thing right so he's just taking center mass shots and it's not working now this is what I was saying to you while we were watching at this point. I would go for the knee because at least they have to crawl at you. Center mass just knocks them back about three feet and then they keep cut. It doesn't even knock them down. Well, that's what I like about this is, you know, it, he found some old deer rifle and he's able to, you know, punch holes and he's like, I have a gun. This is going to help. But at the same time, it doesn't turn him into John Wick. You yes, so, and also he has that torch, which turns to work out a lot better because he just kind of goes around with it, and they kind of back off. So they go to the pump. None of the keys are working. So then Ben, stupid idea, decides to shoot off the lock. It works, but the bad idea was he puts down the torch, and Tim grabs it, and he squeezes. So gasoline gets all over the truck. And the grass in front of them. And the grass in front of them. And this torch is here. Lights him up. Yeah. And he panics and just, we, we got to get the truck away from the gas pump. Now, Ben is doing the smart thing. He's got the blanket and he's trying to put it out. And they had, just drive away while he's trying to do it. Yeah. And leaving him there. And they're leaving a blood trail of, of fuel and, right? Well, he oh, no. Tom was like, "Hey, let's get out of the get out of the truck." Yeah, after and Judy's like, after, "Oh, my jacket's caught," and he goes back to get her, and it blows. Well, up. Well, no, no. Either way, he goes, "Let's get the fuck out of here." Well, he doesn't say "fuck" because there's no cursing in this movie. But the bad idea was he should have took off a shirt and helped pat it out because had they done that, mm-hmm. 
had they suffocated the flame because remember there's the fire triangle you need fuel you need heat and you need oxygen take away the oxygen fuel can't like it won't it won't yeah that checks out that's why you can't light a fire underwater even with a torch it's impossible except for that one thing if you ever look at the devil's butthole have you ever looked at that okay add that to the list of things i'm not googling it was a uh, Russian oil uh, extractor, you know, like in the middle of the ocean, and they fucked up, and now there's a forever hole in the ocean where it's constantly, there's a flame. Because oil takes a lot, it's crude oil, so it just burns when it gets to a certain heat. So there's just like a hole in the ocean with fire, like constantly. Look that shit up, dude. That shit exists. I thought it was fake. I looked it up. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Shit exists. Um, uh, of all the things I might be Googling. <laughs> devil's butthole. So uh, just turn Google search on, safe search on and not off. Yeah, because otherwise I'm going to get some other stuff and I don't want that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Devil's Butthole 1, 2, and 3, and uh, they're pretty good, but I'm, I'm saying look for the actual. You can review those other movies without me. Thank you. You sure? I'm pretty sure. You don't want to sponsor those? I'm I'm good. No. Now, a devil's butthole shirt by Knife Party would be kind of cool, though. I'm not. <laughs> Skip. So, um, either way, uh, now Ben, because this car explodes, the truck explodes, Ben runs back to the house, but Cooper locks it. Yep. He's locked the door, and he's getting ready to run down the cellar as he hears Ben banging on the door going, Cooper, let me in. God damn it. Yeah, and then uh, uh, so he finally gets in. Kicks the door. Kicks the door open. They lock it. That and look they gave. And then the, they give each other a look, but then Cooper actually cooperates and helps bar the door, and once they get it sealed up again, they get into it. Cooper strikes him. And Ben beats the shit him. He gives him like Cooper doesn't lay one hit. Oh, he I thought he tried to when he blocks it or something. He's trying to block it, but he gets just yeah. He gets nailed. He just gets smacked around. Yeah, he gets lit up like for. In fact, for the rest of the movie, his cheek is just like it's it's not even bruised. It's like scraped. You know when you hit somebody at an angle, and uh, and he hits him on the button too and knocks him out. Like he hits him dead on the chin. And I even said I go, dude. I think he may have either hit him on the chin because the way he fell looked pretty legit. Yeah, he went sack of potatoes into that couch. Yeah, he did. And so, he tells him, let's just, you know, I should take you out there and feed you to those things and just walks away. And then Barbara actually opens up her mouth for once and goes, It's it's almost three o'clock. The next report's gonna be on. So then they all kind of like go, let's settle our fucking differences for a moment. And the oh, next, no, it was Helen who said that. Remember? Oh yeah, like, yeah, you're oh, right. It is three Helen. o'clock. We don't have to wait very long then. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what. You, okay, so anyway, She's so creepy in this movie, <laughs> dude. The new TV broadcast comes in where they got a militia of some good old mountain fucking rednecks. Which, by the way, God bless rednecks, because if we were ever invaded by China. I heard a comedy bit by this. Um, you could look it up, but they're like, you know, if we were invaded, there's a bunch of people from the southern states that have about five rifles apiece and about 12 p 
pistols a pop that are just waiting for the situation. And he goes, if we're ever invaded, the Marines are going to come and just see a bunch of like Coors Light cans on the ground and a bunch of shotgun shells and a bunch of good old boys going, oh, yeah, they're already dead. <laughs> yeah, they're going to see a bunch of good old boys with, you know, wood chippers. It just we took yeah, care of the yeah, issue and yeah, they're, they're done. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming. We got it. You know, maybe you should arm us. Uh, <laughs> Rifle behind every blade of grass. Exactly. Oh, only been dropped once. <laughs> That's my favorite line from fucking Full Metal Jacket. Hey, we'll trade your whore for uh, a couple of rifles. They're VC rifles. Only dropped once. Never shot. <laughs> God. Oh, need, dude, that movie is so good. Oh, dude, we should watch that movie together. Oh, we told Full Metal Jacket is. Everyone says 2001 Space Audit. Fuck that. Full Metal Jacket is the greatest Stanley Kubrick movie. In fact, it's my For favorite. Arlie Ermey. Oh, uh, no. The whole. Everyone goes just the first. I'm like, no. Arlie Ermey as Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. Is, yes. But the oh, sniper fantastic. scene at the end. The sniper scene at the end is so god. And the Tet Offensive. There's so many. And the mute. Okay. I'm not. We're not reviewing that movie right now, but I Sorry. will. Yeah, and I might do the, it too. We we should definitely do that movie. So anyway, um, the TV broadcast talks about uh, you know you got to kill the brain to kill the ghoul, uh, you know, and and uh, they're talking about like cremate it, don't even try to give it its last rites, bring it out to the street, lighting up with kerosene or gasoline, just burn them and grieve later. They're just dead flesh. They're and just dangerous. dead. Yes, and also they say, how long does it take? And they go, minutes. The recently dead will come back in minutes. Now, here's the thing. In Return of the Living Dead, the water from the tracks in 245 goes down, and that makes it so the other ones come up. It's not raining. So I would suspect, in the lore of this movie, that there is actually zombies underneath if it's radiation, but they just can't crawl up because it's so deep six feet deep that it probably protects you from the radiation either the six feet of earth is protecting oh, you from the radiation yeah. or six feet of earth is really hard to dig through almost impossible probably both unless you're in the one actually two bad quentin tarantino movies known as kill bill hey easy they're fucking terrible whoa whoa you want to watch kill bill how about you watch battle royale because basically the same fucking movie <laughs> actually okay, battle royale's better how about, how about this Save yourself the trouble of watching Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Save yourself the trouble of watching Hunger Games 1, 2, 3, and 4. Save yourself the... the uh, uh, Hunger Games the, is the, comparison there, yeah. Hunger Games is better? Is the better comparison to Battle oh. Royale. Save yourself playing Fortnite for hours and save yourself watching The Condemned with Stone Cold Steve... Actually, watch Stone Cold Steve Austin. They condemn that movie's pretty dope. Yeah, it is pretty good. But same movie though. Battle Royale is the same dude and better. Fuck yeah! Forty-two students, three days, everyone dies. Fuck what? yeah! Well, we know the ending, but that's for actually. If you're listening to this, you already know because it came out earlier. Battle Royale is superior to all these movies, and you know what? Sometimes your girlfriends, your wives don't like a good movie. Dude, my wife turned me on to this movie. And she actually read the book. She goes, you got to see this movie. Right after I showed her Old Boy. And I'm like, really? And then it's funny. My guitar player, Josh, goes, you never seen Battle Royale? 
because he's one of those weird I like everything Asian kind of things, you know. So anyway, we, there you go. So anyway, uh, at this point, right, uh, the zombies cut the power. Cooper grabs the Winchester and he starts playing fuck around, find out. And he gets shot for being a dildo, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone else is trying to keep the zombies from breaking down the, the, the windows, the barricades, you know, even Barbara, even Barbara, <laughs> who's finally starting to come to her senses again. Yeah. So Bar- Barbara and his wife, Helen. They're, even. They're, yeah. They're getting attacked like through the windows. Right. But still, uh, you have Cooper fighting around with Ben and they're fighting over this gun, right? And then um, you see, like, you know, uh, 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 Cooper goes downstairs, leaving his wife, by the way, like an ass. And then, um, no, no, sorry. No. The wife goes down. Sorry, my bad. The wife goes down and sees uh, uh, the daughter. And, oh, no, Cooper goes down first. Cooper goes down first because he gets his arm eaten off. Oh, this is that. Well, he gets shot first. Yes, he gets, he gets shot. Gut, gut shot for being he, a dildo. Yep, he takes the takes the rifle and just all right. Now you're gonna listen to me. And then he See? points the gun at his wife, and then Ben smacks him with the plank that he was trying to keep the zombies I fucking out. Fucking forgot that dude. He yeah, points just, at his wife. Boop. <laughs> and then. Well, anyway, he gets gut shot. He runs downstairs, and then we see the upstairs for a minute. We don't know what's going down there, but the the daughter fucking chews on his arm. She goes downstairs, yep. and Helen goes downstairs. Helen goes downstairs. She sees his arm has been almost just totally chewed off, and she goes, "Baby, it's okay." And she's all like shell shocked now. And then, uh, what exactly? You said a trowel, if I'm not mistaken. It was a trowel. Yeah, she grabs this uh, diamond-shaped trowel and comes at her mother over her head. And- 17 times. Oh, you counted. I counted. Yeah, with this horrifying scream that's distorted. That's been used in other movies. It has. By the way, I notice I'm like, I recognize that scream, and this is the first time I've seen it. This scream is used in tons of other movies. It's the, ah, 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 yep. scream. Kind of like the Win- Winhill scream, but it's the female version of it. I don't know if it's that ubiquitous, but yes, it's not that ubiquitous. But I, I guarantee I've seen this in half another, half a dozen. It's not that ah, that famous one or the ah, but it's one of those famous screams that's been reused. God, I knew which ones you were talking about. Just exactly your, because one impersonation because God, I could do Arnold. I could do a lot of things, but you I can't can, do the Wilhelm, huh? No, I can't. I'm sorry, baby. You know the girl, my dreams. Notice how I rhyme that? I be rapping Arnold. I do this all the time. Suck my nope. barnacle. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So she grabs the trowel 17 times, apparently. That's and what I count. just keeps stabbing. And it's kind of graphic. It's kind of horrible to the watch. The noise it makes is great because it sounds like wet, like mushrooms being squished with like a, a mallet. It's like. <laughs> yep, actually, that kind of checks out for what it sounds like mm-hmm. and then uh yeah uh w- meanwhile upstairs johnny coming through the door and johnny johnny and barb finally meet johnny kills barb right and you it, see johnny as he comes into the door he reaches around and he grabs uh, yeah. the door frame and you can see his really cool gloves are still oh on. those cool gloves so he makes like a really cool zombie dude for your birthday i'm gonna try oh <gasps> fuck that you think for Patreon members I should find those gloves and 
Make knife party. Oh, that would be so dope. It's such a deep cut. Have a knife party driving gloves. I think I could probably find them and get like knife party patches and like iron or sew them on or something. My brother in Cthulhu, get me a shirt, okay? We'll, we'll do shirts first. I know. I'm just, okay. I'm thinking outside the box. Oh, dude, you know, for your memberships, I'm definitely going to make custom-made knife party knives. Now, they're probably not going to be the greatest knife, but still, that would be dope. That would be really dope. Like yeah. a, just a little folder, you know, just like a, a little cool folder. It'll be plastic. It won't be great, but it'll still, it'll be, you have a knife party knife. I, I have plans for that. Yeah, no, I'll help you out with that. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll talk later. So anyway, um, Johnny kills Barbara, zombies breach. Ben goes finally. Does Johnny kill Barbara? I know we see him no, grab Johnny, her and take her outside, but we don't we see. We just assume. She's consumed in a, in a sea of zombies. Yeah, by the horde, but I mean, I would like to think that Johnny kills her just because it would be poetic. I could be wrong. But anyway. So uh, Ben goes down the basement finally. He kills Cooper, and he shoots him once, you assume, in the head. But then he does two others just for good measure. Yeah, it's like th those last ones were personal, bud. I mean, I understand a double tap, but, oh, you, you did an extra one. Yeah, he did an extra. And then he he finishes off the wife. He's waiting for her to wake up because she's dead. And then right when he moves, there's just one click and boom. Yeah, just one. So now it's the next morning. The militia arrive, right? And uh, they're, you know... We see the, you know, we go back to the militia. Uh, tell, did, we, did we talk about it? the broadcast where they're telling him how to kill the zombies? And he, and we see the colonel. I, is he the colonel? No, he was a, a sheriff, right? The sheriff. And he's like, uh, this guy's badass, dude. He's got like a suit on, but yet he's got like a bandolier. Yeah, the most believable character is just this fat, small town I sheriff. I wouldn't say fat. I would say out of shape. I wouldn't say time. fat. I, he's about my size, shape, build, and yeah, I'm gonna say he's he's and, your stereotypical small town fat. And sheriff. this guy is our zombie hunter. He's like, yeah, just shoot him in the head, no big deal. You know, yeah. they're dead, they're all messed up. They're you could dead, run by it. all messed up. That's yeah. my favorite quote. A lot of people go, they're coming to get you, Barbara. I like, they're dead, they're all messed up. You know, you can run by them, just shoot them in the head, no big deal. Yeah, great, great character, and just he's the one leading the charge with a bunch of. I tell you, out of this whole movie, you feel doomed until you see this guy, and you're like, "Oh, oh, there's a there's a way out yet." So, anyway, we see the militia, and by the way, the National Guard are behind these guys because these guys know what they're doing. Like I said, God bless rednecks, mm -hmm. and they uh, they start infiltrating and they're clearing everything out. We see Ben, and Ben's confused, you know. And he's got his rifle. He's got his Winchester. He's pointing out the yep, window. He hears the he hears the dogs. He hears the the yeah. sirens, the helicopter. He yeah, hears they the got fire. So he starts coming up, going, "Oh, it might be over. I I might be alive. I might, I might be the one that made it." And then the the sheriff goes, "There's one. Take a shot." And then and right between the eyes, right between the eyes, and he goes, "Another one for the fire. Another one for the fire." And then you get these uh, still images, which are super grainy of with you know, fish hooks. Yeah, with the ring. Or, or sorry, uh, gaff hooks. Yeah, some some sort of you know hook, and they gaff hooks. Yeah, and they're grabbing Ben and taking him over to the fire. And if you watch, he's actually thrown in the pile next to the first zombie that we see who attacked yes. Barbara. But you don't see Barbara in that pile. No, we don't. So I don't know. Well, I, I mean we. We assume she's dead. She lives in both versions. Now, let's talk about, before we get out of here, 
1990 version, which when I was setting up this and you were dogging it, I go, dude, you got to watch them in contrast. The 1990 version is almost a shot for shot with the exception that Barbara is different. She's a strong she's character. She's different. She's Claire Redfield. Dude, I would say she's more like Ripley or... You, you know what? Ripley, by, Claire. By, yeah. her, by her look, she's more... Um, Jill Valentine. I was going to say uh, uh, Halloween. Um, oh, God damn. Lee Curtis. I was going to say she's more... Um, because the hair and the way she acts, how she's panicky but yet in control. Because Ripley's always cool, right? But that scene at the end where she's like walking out of the house and the zombies are coming up to her and she just you know has walks, the gun and walks yeah, past walks without by shooting. Them. Just nah, I don't need to kill you. Yeah, nah, I don't need to kill you. I'm just okay. That's a level so of badass that, that doesn't apply to Barbara. This is different a, character. This is an X factor because the whole movie from Act One Two is the same except for Act Three. She is like a badass bitch and also there's two more guns in the remake because there's there's two officers or sheriffs I think she finds or deputies and so Cooper has uh, a, uh, the Winchester eventually and then both Ben and Barb have each a uh, uh, six shooter and they get in like a standoff you know and each one almost gets shot um, except for well, Ben does get shot. No, Ben does get shot. No, but except for Barbara does not get shot. No. And Ben goes down in the cellar. Now, when Ben goes down the cellar, the coolest scene, and I wish this was in the original, is he's sitting down in the chair and he still lights a Winston. Winston cigarettes are throughout both the remake and the and the uh, original. Winston cigarettes, the official cigarettes of zombies. Exactly, and. When he lights it, he's looking around. He's got gut shot, and he's going to die. And he looks up, and on the wall in the cellar where Cooper locked himself in, it says, gas pump key. And he just starts laughing, and it goes to fade to black. That now, really, you know what that reminded me of? Uh, that end scene from The Mist? Mm, yeah. Motherfucker, I was just about to say that. Yes. I was just about... To say the end scene of the mist is uh, the main character. By the way, you know why I was saving that episode for you? Really? Yes. Aw. Because I I want to do the mist so bad. Because uh, me and the horror movie fam on Twitter, we were you know who you are if you're listening. We were talking about what is the most tragic endings of horror movie, and we don't just mean tra- there you go. Not tragic like someone dies, or tragic like. You know, slasher, but like, what is the most tragic? And the mist might be, and we don't even see it. We just see the you shots. have this guy, his whoa, kid. save oh. for the podcast. Oh, okay, fine, we're gonna do that one later. But still, it gave me the same vibes as the ending of that movie. Definitely, but uh, the difference is, is Barbara survives. We see her, and then Barbara sees actually Ben zombify, and then the good old boys shoot him, and then she goes up now. The difference in this one is we actually see Cooper hide in the cell, or sorry, not the cellar, the attic. And he goes, you came back for me. And then she shoots him point blank between the eyes. And they come back down and he goes, another one from the fire. And yeah, she didn't deliver the line the same way. No, it's not. But I like the ending of the remake better. But the original's a classic. You can't fuck with the classics. 
I, you if, really can't. If, if we're throwing this one into cosmic horror, where you know there is no hope, you know there is no hope against this you know unknown force that you know drives you mad. Uh, I like it being hopeless. So let me let me ask you this, and it could be remake or original or whatever. I'm gonna say, does Evil Dead count as a zombie movie, or is that more of a demon possession movie, or is it considered zombies? And not really. It's more possession. I would I would begrudgingly give it a, a zombie status. I would say Z- Sam Raimi zombies are their own thing. But okay, let's talk about zombie zombie movies, like zombie zombie movies. Where would this rank in your top five? And I want to hear the competitors. In your top five zombie movies. Top five zombie movies? Yeah. Of all time? Let's not count Sam Raimi, because that's just demon possession. That's demonic. It doesn't have to do with, like, zombie zombies. Like, because these zombies are organic, Mm quote unquote. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. You guys can see my quotes. So. uh, They don't have to be in a particular order. I'm throwing Night of the Living Dead, 1968, at number one. It's number one. It is okay. undisputed number one. Okay. I, I can't argue with that. Number two is going to be Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead starring Ooh. Ving Rhames. Good choice. With Richard Cheese's uh, take on uh, Down with the Sickness playing. Fantastic. Great movie. And that's where we get the great line of uh, trust. Key ingredient in any relationship. Actual life advice from a zombie movie. Take and also, it has a zombie birth, which is one of the creepiest scenes. That was horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. It's up there, dude. Yep. Uh, number three, Sean. I'm gonna go with the Winchester. Yeah, Sean of the Dead. Can't go wrong. Great yeah. movie. I mean, probably the best romantic comedy with zombies in it. You know, it, it, it's actually a. It, everyone says, "Oh, it's a parody." No, it's no, a it's not. Really it's good a zombie movie. It's, it's a great zombie movie with a little bit of satire, just to keep you from screaming. It gives yeah. you funny, and it's also really sad. It's also really scary. It's no, it's. Good. I I would say Shaun of the Dead was for the early two thousands. What not uh, Evil Dead Two was what for the er- early nineties, mm-hmm. and I think that's a fair comparison because fair. it's humor, but it's horrifying. And it's a bloodbath, and it's scary, and even certain scenes are... Okay, yeah, sorry. Number four, I'm going to give to Day of the Dead, just for, you know, that great opening. Dun, 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 also, dun, dun, choke dun. on him. Is th- anyone there? Also, choke on him. But that, that opening got turned into a great song by Gorillaz called M1A1. Also, too, the choke on him scene. Classic. Oh, that death scene is so good. Bub the zombie, yeah. Bub the zombie, yeah. Great. Uh, number five pick, got to go to Warm Bodies. Okay. I've seen it. Um, I'm kidding. No, it's not Warm oh. Bodies. If I was going to say I, I'm not mad, but okay. No, just I'm like, I need, I'm need. i running out of zombie movies in my head that I think are top tier. But, um, oh, man. Well, let's start hearing your top four. I'm, I'm going to save my, my fifth slot here. Okay. Save your fifth. Let me go. I say Return. It was the first movie that scared me to death. Like, scared the shit out of me. Right? Yeah. I'm going to go, this is number two. It's a classic. It built an empire. Without this movie, we wouldn't be talking about zombie movies. There would be no Walking Dead, right? Mm -hmm. This is the movie that started all. Return, I think, is better. 
right? Because it's cool, stylized, terrifying, and it's the and it's one of the and it was supposed to be a true sequel. Sean is great. When I first saw that movie, I had to rewatch it. We rented it, and it was back in the day when you rented a movie, you had to bring it. You know, if it was a new release, you had to bring it back the next day. If it was a weekend, or you could rent it for three days if it wasn't a weekend. So that's my number three. Uh, I'm going to say my number four. This is a really hard. This is really hard. But I'm going to say that's dead. I'm going to say dead alive. Dead alive, really? Dude, dead alive is a bloody disgusting masterpiece. I'm not too big on the gross out horror, so. But it's so funny. It's one of those. It's it's the Australian version of Evil Dead. Dude, right. at the end when he has a lawnmower chainsaw, come on, man. Dead Alive is great. Okay, so wait, wait. I gotta go. Okay, okay. Now you're fifth, and I'll do my fifth. I'm kind of torn on my fifth here because I don't know if it counts as a zombie movie or not. Does Pontypool count as a zombie movie? Oh, oh, as a podcaster. I, th yeah. Oh, if Pontypool doesn't count, if we're going to say that isn't a zombie movie, if that's just some, you know, cosmic horror, psychological horror, fine. I will go train to Busan. But if we're not going to do that, if we're not going to do train to Busan. Let's go with uh, let's go with Pontypool. I'm gonna go with the signal. The signal. <gasps> You've never seen the signal. I'm thinking pulse. I think I'm thinking of. Fuck, dude. Okay. Good luck trying to find the signal. I have it on streaming, dude. It's about where we don't know if it's aliens or what, but they put this. If you were to play PlayStation, if you were to turn on your radio, if you were to put in your earbuds what, or, or whatever, a signal's put in your brain that just makes you, you, but you just become psychotic. And then even if you die, in some instances, like, you'll just get up and start doing shit. And it is a zombie movie. Are you undead? Not necessarily... But dude, it is, and the greatest thing, it's three directors. Oh, we watched that together. Yes. Oh, that's not, okay. With the guy smoke, he goes, "Give me a cigarette," and his head severed. That's my number five. That's a that's a really good one, I, and that's up. To, it's kind of like the same vein as Pontypool. So I it think, is. I think we're allowing Pontypool. Yeah, we're allowing Pontypool. If the signal again, if you like the void and you want to see a very Lovecraftian type mm -hmm. movie. Boom. Oh shit, dude. Do you know this is a this is a two hour long podcast? Really? I mean I could split it into two, but I think it would be doing this a disservice. It's a special episode. It's Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And plus it's a H one N one zombies uh request at the twenty dollar uh Patreon pool. Stop the bike, stop the bike. I think we have to keep it at one and keep it at 68. I think we do. I don't think we could split this up. No, let's keep it at 68. Let's keep it at 68. All right. So, uh, shit, man. D fucking lot of fun, dude. This was an all-night oh, yeah. thing. This was a great... Gotta hang out, eat pizza, podcast. watch watch the original 1968 on a real fucking movie screen in, in the, uh, uh, the cutting room floor. We gotta watch it, and then we... Drank some beer, ate some pizza, got
got to do two-hour podcast on this. I couldn't be happier. Thank you so much, bro. Thanks for coming up. Let me be on here. So from all of us at the Knife Party Podcast, you have anything to plug real quick? Uh... Yeah, uh, Solano County uh, Animals of uh, Friends, of, Solano County Friends of Animals. It's a, a charity for animals. Donate there. Fuck yeah! In fact, um, I actually have my own charity for black cats. But go ahead and do it to them because it goes to all animals. You know, I'm I'm a little racist. I I only love black cats. Um, actually, I don't. But I mean, you know, black cats matter, dude. That's got to be a T-shirt. Anyway, uh. And uh, uh, also, he's on uh, the uh, TikTok because he's young enough to do it. And that's H1N1 Zombies, correct? Yep. And I'm, of course, Zachary Evergreen. Zachary. God, I can't even speak right now. Zachary Evergreen. Um, dude, we've been talking for like five hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My jaw is sore. Um, it's like eating a girl out when you're 16. And uh, thank you for listening to the Knife Party Podcast. Remember, be kind, rewind. And I think I have to return some videotapes. See you guys.